Hi everyone, this is Tino Beth, episode number four of the Quantum Feedback Podcast. Welcome to the Quantum Feedback Podcast, where together we'll explore the bridge between science and spirituality, translate the messages of the divine, and play the infinite game to live, love, and learn life lessons. I'm your host, Tino Beth. Let's dial in to quantum feedback. Welcome to the show. Today we'll be talking with Izzy Ivy from Izzy Ivy Art, exploring the nature of art in our lives and really getting in touch with the flow of letting go and creating something new. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Izzy Ivy. In this conversation, I hope to like discover a little bit more about, you know, who you are and, and what you're doing currently and what your process is for, you know, taking a vision. Essentially, it looks like you've got, you know, you're tapping into a vision, which is like a beautiful vision. And then you're painting that. And then you're actually quite prolific. It seems you're creating all kinds of different expressions like um you're actually printing it on all these different things is that correct yeah yeah that's right yeah i mean i mean i guess we'll talk about this soon but it's just it's like this stream that the minute i signed up to it the more information was delivered so now i'm <laughs> floating along um i'm halfway through my third oracle deck now so I just got the go-ahead from the publishers from that like two days ago. So, and that's actually called Unveiling the Golden Age. So it's really, really special. But information's, I don't know, to be a vessel for that information, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, that is really special. And, and congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Third yeah, my other the, the one, there's one, my other one, well, um, just recently, another one was released, and that's yeah, it was literally just released at the start of Mar- March. Yeah, once all, when all this crazy stuff was kicking off, so that's been really like the perfect timing for it too. It's been ridiculously synchronistic because that Oracle deck is all about trans the, the transition of the of the fall, doing it differently this time. So it's called Beyond Lemuria. I'm not sure if you're familiar with. Lemuria and Atlantis and the fall of Atlantis and it's all about yeah the information from a macro macro micro microcosm to the macro so it's like the inner journeying that allows us to take this step collectively so yeah pretty interesting (laughs) (laughs) good timing (laughs) so, so why don't we just dive right in Sure. So can I just ask just a little bit on what you're doing as well? Because you created that Instagram page that seems to be um, quite popular and there's some really great things that have been popping up on there. I really appreciate what you've been sharing. So it's- Yeah, I'll share a bit about that. It's, um, it's really like something that came to me when I was finishing a sailing trip. I'm on my boat at the moment still. And yeah. I was finishing the sailing trip and I was trying to figure out how to code karma into a video game. And as a result of that thought process, I actually um, I found a vehicle to decode or deconstruct, you know, the feedback loop of karma or what we call karma. And that really like that's a feedback loop and it's a feed forward loop. So you can, you can consciously create better feedback and you can also like, recognize why you're getting the feedback you're getting so it's kind of like a little bit of a blueprint that a year ago i started this instagram account and started sharing it and posting from that perspective and it's grown organically because you know people are on that wavelength and you know looking for more information about you know what is the mechanism between you know this world and the energetic realms and you know how do we conceptualize that essentially and that's sort of been my journey about how do i conceptualize you know all these things that you know 
a very common these days, a law of attraction and quantum field. And how do I conceptualize that into a model that I can use to navigate life like reality? So that's, you know, I found a crop, I got sent a crop circle synchronistically and then I decoded the crop circle. And then that's really like where a lot of this technology has come from. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why, but I can't help but feel like I want to share this ring. I don't know if you've heard of these. They're called Atlantis rings, but they, it's, I don't know, they found them. Basically, there was, originally they were in the, I don't know, found in the pyramids or something. But I don't know. I I acquired one the other day and it's actually really amazing. You know, it's, it's got like the way the energy moves through it doesn't even make sense but it's like very interesting that's all I yeah. can say it's yeah, like that's... technology technology is based on like engraved lines that are where the energy moves through them in a way that doesn't even make sense to people's brains but it somehow actually just works <laughs> it, it's that's a fascinating thing because those technologies from the past and you know now we're meshing into new technology like creating new technologies but you know essentially like when they're melting the metals, they're probably doing some sort of a chant or mantra or like changing the energy in the room so that the metal, when it was liquid form, was like acquiring those frequencies. And then when it gets harder, it solidifies those frequencies into the metal. And then that's like a, then it becomes a device you can take with you and you can tune in and, and it activates whoever's wearing it. So it's, that's a really interesting thing. I've never heard about these um, Lemurian rings before, but you know, whoever's making them or wherever they came from. Yeah. There's some sort of alchemy involved in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I felt to bring that up because what you've just shared in response makes me think about how my paintings are in a way, because there's so much intention that goes into every brushstroke and inside and captured inside the paint that literally when people stand in front of them, they were able to have these, well, experiences that people share that they have. I mean, can only really go on that um so it sort of feels like you've given me another level of um clarity on that so thank you (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome yeah so um yeah just before like as we get started just tell me a little bit more about your journey like from like realizing that you're an artist because I, i think a lot of people right now in these times that we're in you know they're experimenting they're dabbling with you know forgotten passions I know I am experimenting with, you know, creating stuff and and really like just doing it for my own sake, doing it for my own Mm -hmm. pleasure, like scratching my own itch and not trying to make it be anything. I'd really like to hear from you, like what's your journey been in terms of realizing that you're an artist and that you've got this channel like of information coming through you. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, Well, always been creative since the get-go um funnily enough both my parents are actually artists but because of that I didn't want to be an artist so for a long time there was a part of me that was doing everything else you know I was I was doing clothing design I was actually creating like ritual wear and fairy and goddess attire in my 20s and I was doing like theater sets and 3d stuff before that um so I've always had like this ridiculous creativity but there was something about a feeling which I'm going to share which I think maybe is one of those things that puts people off and it it was almost like it was almost too indulgent to to just sit down and paint something to just purely be in my element of what I actually love to do more than anything else but it wasn't it wasn't given any priority because you know it felt like what, what's the point really you know like what's that going to gain for me and I mean it's a bit different now because there's the visionary art there's uh, there's actually a, a, a subculture in it and there's there is a container for it as it were but um you know when I was stepping into my career I just finished uni I was like well what are my options you know I've got to be a graphic designer and you know make do advertising or like how how can I be a creative in this world how does it how is it going to be beneficial how am I going to survive and anyway I ended up going down the, the clothing route and wanted to you know created actually started a business because I thought it would actually gift me um 
more time and freedom to actually do what I really wanted to do. Because deep down, I think I knew that I did want to be a painter, but I just felt like just to be a painter, I wouldn't be able to maybe, you know, you've got to think it, yeah, with thinking about survival and all of those kinds of things. Anyway, I just had this um, feeling, well, actually, okay, so I've, I've been painting for six and a half years now. I was working that out yesterday. Um, prior to that, I never really did any painting at all. Um, but really, I mean, I've been doing energy work for about 14 or 15 years now. Um, and that's always been a really prevalent part of my life. Um, is, it, is that is that energy work what? is sorry to interject or interrupt yeah, like energy work what are you basically. how are you defining that like because that's a, such a broad spectrum yeah. it is a broad spectrum yeah i mean there's a massive parallel journey with that with my creative journey so it is a vast subject and the question you asked me i know i'm sort of explaining it in such a roundabout way but there's there's so many layers to it almost um but yeah so when I when I talk of energy work I guess well my introduction was Reiki I've done other modalities as well um working with life force energy and focus and intention and um basically um always coming back to Reiki actually because I really enjoyed the simplicity of it and the way it can be combined with other things um and yeah very much using it in you know in my painty reality as well um so yeah and I've always had an affinity with um well I'm synesthetic um so really from the get-go I've been seeing concepts as colors and shapes and patterns and there was always this process of um like I had to translate it into words which was tricky sometimes for me and I was like oh such a hindrance having this understanding of reality in this way especially when I started to try and talk about things that were beyond the three dimension you know the colors and the information would come in so strong it was overwhelming um so basically yeah um but when I when I started to do energy work I realized it was actually the perfect um uh tool for understanding the journey navigating through through the journey that was the session that I was co um, doing in collaboration with that person that I was working with. Um, but then when I discovered painting, it gave me a whole nother realization on why the way that I understand the world is and how it's useful in that way. But just coming back around, I sort of answering that question, but also in alignment with your first question, I remember I did my first exhibition a year after I started painting and somebody asked me, so why have you only just started painting? And I was like, well, because I didn't feel like I had anything to say before that, you know? And then it struck me that really it was, it was, I paint because I have something to communicate and, and there's a part of me that's like, wow, why did I wait so long until I started to paint? But I feel like, you know, the life experience that I had was all completely necessary for what was sort of brewing underneath and what information would end up coming through. And, you know, it got to a, a point where I decided that it needed to, like, come out of me. Or it was, you know, and now I'm just so grateful that I have this expression because I don't even know what I'd do with this information now. But at the same time, as I mentioned just before, as I signed up for for the projects, <laughs> wherever they come from, and you know, I'm following through with them, I'm just getting more and more. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if that completely answered your question, but it was really just about um, yeah. There was a crux point where I was just like, I think it was. 3 a.m. in the morning once and I was like you know what I'm just gonna paint I'm not gonna care about anything because you know trying to actually be in the process of running a business and having this idea that it would give me more time it gave me much less time than I probably would have had if I had a regular job so I just had to get to a point where I was like all right this needs to happen mm. and then it was actually someone telling me you should try oil paints mm. and I did and it literally changed my life overnight because <laughs> I found the medium 
that I loved because I could actually flow and dance with this stuff rather than acrylics where I was not super inspired. So a gem in there as well is just to try all different types of mediums and mm. different types of creativity because you never know which one it is that you're going to just have that affinity with. Mm. So yeah, lots of words there. <laughs> super, super. But, um, yeah. Super important to experiment. Hey, like find, find your own flow. Mm, absolutely. Experimentation is actually really key as well, especially in like finding your own style. Mm. Do you, do you do that? Like on a, you know, per artwork basis? I'm just curious, like, do you like just start off with something and then you go over it three or four times until the actual thing comes through or do you actually have information that you're like bomb this is what we're doing i don't even know what it looks like exactly but it's like here we go totally um yeah that's it's kind of a combination of the two actually what usually happens is i'll have a download or i get a lot of my ideas through dance but i can be meditating or just walking down the street even and or having a conversation and then I'll just be struck with this, like, oh, I've got to paint this thing. And it's usually quite a vague concept, but um, the process of being in front of the canvas and the process of, you know, that creativity space puts me into this theta, I guess you'd call it, and that's when so much more information comes through. So... I almost see it as like the yin and the yang, like the structure and the flow, uh, masculine, feminine, you know. So there's 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 um, the structure of the idea and I'll sort of like map out on the page, you know, just with tape measure or whatever where I'm planning to put things. Mm. And then within that container, I can allow the serendipities and, the, um, you know, the, the flow and, and literally it's, it's like following the whispers and it's, it's funny because it's actually very similar to when I used to do the sessions with people. I'd be like, okay, put your hands here. Okay, press slightly here. Move this energy here. You know, it's like, okay, put the purple there. Do a glaze over there and some sparkles just here. And it's like it's just listening to this, this information. And, um, and it feels so blissful and beautiful to do it. So I feel like it, there must be something good going on there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> something you said before, which was, um, you know, like finding that that expression, that like that getting that channel that of information, and really like mm. the the complete full circle experience that you feel when you start to output that, when you start to, you know, like start to experiment essentially and then you find your medium and then you're like yes I, i'm outputting this vision onto this thing and then the more you do that the more visions you get the more inspiration you get to then put it out mm. even more you know it's similar mm. what i did with you know my instagram account but using just words and other people's images and words and creating memes and whatever it seems like there's um that's like a, a universal trait in terms of this whole quantum experience that we're all having here where we're energetic beings first manifest in physical reality. And now we're like distracted by the physical reality forgetting we're energetic beings. And now we're like trying to figure out what our purpose is in life. And then now we're getting with, we're doing inner work and we're getting a vision and then, now we're trying to figure out how to take that vision and create something with it to output it. I'm not really sure what my question is right now, but it's like, it seems like that is like a, a very important missing piece, missing component to this whole thing because to this whole like reality, because like you said, you're trying to do your business on the side. That's like, it's not freeing you up. It's not giving you more time. It's taking all your time away and it's distracting you in the, you know, in form and less in, and it gives you less time to be in your energetic space and in your own field and expressing that and closing that loop. Um, how do you, cause you, you run workshops and stuff like that. Is that correct? Mm. Mm -hmm. yep. Is that is that something like you help people to do? Take their own inspiration to then put that out in the paper, or 
canvas and yeah well actually um i guess one of the main things that i feel is sort of potent about the workshops is there's this whole notion of getting out of your own way um because that was something that was a complete game changer for me um so it's sort of really setting up a container where all the shoulds and the trying to convey well you know like often we have dreams and visions and downloads or things that we want to express um but they're they are beyond the mind you know and once we try and like action them in to a into our intellect from the mind um, yeah it's like um diluted almost and and there's i don't know it just kind of hurts your head (laughs) but um but what i noticed was that when i got out of my own way and basically let spirit dance me um was the stuff that was coming through was way better than i could have ever imagined that i could do even actually with writing as i said just finished or recently um released the oracle deck that i've been working on and i wrote the words and i've never thought of myself as a writer but when i got out of my own way and i i was amazed at what was coming through so really it's what happens in the workshops is um you know there's part of it is the technical aspect and i'm you know teaching about the paints and how to use them and things but it's also about well, one of the key things we do is we go into a uh, meditation space, but it's it's like a deep journey and then go straight to our canvas in this theta space. So we're allowed to, um, well, we, we, we don't talk for that session and um, there's no eraser. There's just the background that we've already done to get rid of the original like blank canvas scary feeling which can be overwhelming for some people um and just with white paint just literally allow our hand to go wherever we want there's a few little things that i share that helps to create symmetry if they want that but this whole idea is that no stroke is wrong like um if 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 there's something that seems to be wrong like in inverted commas that's actually just the opportunity to do it slightly different way that we may have not originally thought to do um so yeah there's this whole process of sort of trusting and allowing and it really seems to blow a lot of people away that that method um in terms of you know especially if they're not already artists as to what can come through and actually funnily enough artists can sometimes struggle more if people have already got some experience because they've got an idea about how they feel like it should look you know so it's but it also yeah i mean it was a great practice for me especially when I was just starting out and I still didn't, I didn't really know how to paint things, but things would come through. It was almost like spirit was teaching me how to paint, <laughs> mm. but yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely like a, there is a bit of a threshold between living your day, busy, busy, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. Um, and then stepping into this other brain space, theta space, whatever you want to call it, where you can, be in that mm. and I, I'm aware that's not easy for people just to turn that switch on and off um, but what I do think you do? yeah it's just kind of practice um, well I mean I've just learned I guess I'm quite disciplined in just realizing over the years that if I just freaking just sit down and do it <laughs> if I just start it even if I'm not feeling it it just give it 20 minutes and it will it will you know, it will start, I will start to fall into that space. Um, to be honest, I think a big thing that hinders people is, well, what I actually often do, to be honest, is make sure that my energy is clear because I think that that can, that can actually be a hindrance for people where they don't really realise that it's almost like, you know, as we go through our life, we go through our days, um, you know, even if they're just sm- small traumas or whatever, it's there's this sort of stuff that kind of builds up around us, especially, as I say, doing the energy work and realising how different we feel when, when it's clear and how much more energy we have, motivation. And again, I mean, it's like being a clear channel, essentially. So to have 
some kind of protocol that helps you to just clear off that that density mm. um, is probably one of the most beneficial things anyone could really do. It doesn't matter what they're doing, you know, because it will just give us exponential amounts more energy and lust for life, I think. Um, so even just having a daily practice, um, for me personally, I mean, it's good to have a few. Um, I've actually got a meditation that is extremely powerful that I just listened to. You know, I think it can be good to have something that's really accessible. But there's loads of things, you know, even just putting your feet in nature, having a salt bath, going, even just having a shower, just whatever it is, like depending on how dense the energy is feeling, like I think, you know, the protocols can vary against that. But, yeah, just keeping your channel clear I think is the big one and the ironic thing with that as well is the times when you're like nah I don't feel like clearing my energy are the times that you usually most kind of need to <laughs> um yeah so anyway that's what I find <laughs> beautiful yeah yeah I mean that's a perfect bridge into the energy work and and really like taking that responsibility to well and and awareness I think is, is probably something that, you know, especially as the world kind of like bring it back to this strange time we're in now, we're in post Corona time or Corona time mm -hmm. as, as the world's giving us all this sort of like stimulus and restriction and, you know, quarantine and all these sort of things. Mm. It's like remembering that the one thing we have absolute control over is our own energy, like what you're saying. And those practices like meditating and journaling and yoga and um, swimming and all these, you know, like whatever it is that floats your boat is just like that keeps you floating, that keeps you like bobbing on the water's surface and not like drowning in your own despair. It's so valuable and so needed and, I, th I like what you said when you're like, if you think you don't need to, if you think, <laughs> if you think you're good, which is probably where I was yesterday. <laughs> I was like, Oh, the sun's shining. I don't need to like, you know, everything's happening automatically for me, but it wasn't. <laughs> right. right, Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Just getting yeah, in my own that... way. Yeah. 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 And it's amazing how there's certain things that hinder you that are almost like so under the radar, you know, that the things where you're like, um, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> Oh, I don't need to do the thing because it's like this idea of trying, you know, when you just trust, it's like this, like falling, the surrender and you realize that you actually only almost falling about half a millimeter, <laughs> mm. but it's that, that coming to something from a soft, receptive place rather than trying to force that um or something but I, but again I, I really feel like with with art making and a lot of things is just that I mean the the notion of duality coming back together I think is a topic that seems to be coming up a fair bit lately but I think even in the practice of I mean flow state flow state is apparently supposed to be the optimum state that anyone can be in and that is that equal balance of productivity or you know the doingness but also in the beingness <laughs> mm. so there's the receptive flow the dance of it and the intuition of it but with you know the um with the structured focus of creating something at the same time you know if it's all one or all the other it's, yeah it's not really really going to get too far i mean it's, it can be a great process to explore either of them individually but yeah when they come together it's it's amazing what can come through yeah <laughs> kind of like the um you know that that whole concept of getting out of your own way i think is um you know in terms of creating art and in terms of being an artist and just realizing that you know there is so much more to life than <laughs> than just the reality, than just the business, than just your income, than just what's in your house, than just, you know, there's so much more than what's on your screen and, you know, that's in the media. 
and really yeah. like, and all those things are really like, if you like on some level, they're all there to distract you, you know? And the challenge is to, you know, like pick them up and go, Oh, what's that? I don't even know what that is right now. I'm going to put that down and, and try and like tap into, you know, like having no distractions, like not getting, I guess not letting that, that chatter brain that we have um, get in the way of being, Mm. being, being and creating like, and, and really using, you know, we're using our own intuition to output something. So there's that element of like what you're saying, which totally is like the flow state of being tuned in, getting rid of distractions tuning yourself first which is like a technology which is like you know like tuning yourself with the meditation tuning yourself so that you can just be so that you can then start to like take action you know without the fear of not being perfect you know and more probably more accurately just being vulnerable with with what it is that you're doing like just be like just letting it all go surrender like there's a an allowing that has to come from the process of creating art and of living authentically. Absolutely. I think you really um, hit something there actually with the vulnerability of the process. I think that's actually a really beautiful um, way to describe it because I think there really is that element or that's what I love about allowing quite a lot of the way I create to be intuitive, you know, um, because I feel like the, the viewer or the person that sees the finished piece, there is something in the energy of the experience of looking at that piece. That when an artist has put their vulnerable self in that space or that trust space, there is something that speaks even louder than, than the mind. And, and people, like, resonate with it. You know, it might not even be the most rendered, highly technical piece, but there's something in it that just moves people and mm. it's such a powerful tool to communicate you know it communicates beyond any language so yeah i think that's quite an interesting thing to bring up yeah it's, it's um, kind of like from the yeah. from the viewer's perspective you're like you're looking at a piece of artwork or you're listening to a podcast or whatever you're like oh my god like he got out of his own way and he just did it and that was it <laughs> Yeah. and that's like yeah. the, that's the awe and mystery it's like how do you how do you shed that like that veil of like i guess it's the ego and it's like all these things that we can call it but it's this persona that we carry around it's fascinating <laughs> mm, definitely there was one other little thing that i'd love to just like unpack slightly that you just mentioned um moments before and that was this idea of distraction um because it's, it's really interesting because there's two sides to that. I feel like there's, um, there's definitely this monkey mind in the back of your head, especially when you start anything really for the first time or you're, you know, you've got an idea about what you want to create, but you're not there yet. And there's this, this thing in the back of your head that's like, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you know, what's the point in this? There's other things you should be doing, you know, all of that. And it's just like boring, boring. Okay. Like that's, not something to listen to that's the kind of distraction that you don't you don't want Mm. um and i really do find actually that getting in a meditative space really helps with that and funnily enough i realized that i remember when i started reiki when i first started doing that and the first uh thing you have to do is 21 days of reiki on yourself every day and I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't even meditate for that, you know, like every day. Like that sounds really hard. And I don't know, I'm sure other people who have done the course, it's actually so blissful and amazing. It's so much easier to do than meditation. <laughs> so actually, I don't know if it's just like a little nifty trick, but to actually work directly with life force energy, with the intention, with Reiki, whatever you want to call it, it actually really um, – helps you go drop in i guess that's the word into that sacred space um so it's great to have tools that help you to that have honed that ability so you can sort of turn it on and off i guess it will um which just does actually help with that 
with that mental noise because um, I actually don't really feel like I have any thoughts when I'm painting I'm just kind of listening and I found like when I do energy work if I'm trying to action some kind of healing and I'm seeing this and I feel like I should change that I realize that's actually a no-go you know like when you've got your will in the way that's not a helpful thing for that person's journey into wholeness essentially and actually applying that to a painting is very interesting too so I think there's probably crossovers in that in that realm um but the other thing that i just wanted to share with distractions that sometimes there's this notion of being like all right i've got to just shut myself out from the world and just completely focus on this painting that's also not always completely recommended either because actually so like every painting that i've created is like a transmutation of a journey that i'm experiencing in life you know and to have that communication, to have those experiences that mean you have something to say. You do need to be living life and being in the world as well. Um, you know, there's definitely a part of it where it does feel like it's coming from a higher dimensional realm, whatever you want to say, and it is important to have that container. But, you know, again, we live in duality and creativity and there's, there's stuff to process. We're in our human. So... We're not just pure love and light. Otherwise, my, my canvas would be finished as a white canvas, you know? Like, <laughs> so there are all of these elements to explore. We have this experience to, yeah, to be a human and unpack this stuff visually and for other people to have an affinity with stuff that you've also unpacked and been like, oh, my God, you see that too? Or I feel like that you've just captured something and, you know, that's really healing for me, so very interesting process <laughs> <laughs> beautiful isabel yeah i um i wanted to ask two follow-up questions to what you just said mm. one is um what is that meditation that you're doing you made it sound like it was like you know like a pretty like high level meditation that goes takes you deep what's that and can can we sample you know a, a can you guide us in a sample of, of, of a Reiki sort of reset of, of giving yourself that, that energetic gift? Do you have, mm. a, do you have that on sort of like on hand in your, the wisdom of your embodied knowledge? As in the meditation that I mentioned, that is like a guided meditation that I listen to the one yeah. that I mentioned there or my practice, my, um, yeah, well, I mean, when I'm talking about the Reiki, I actually do teach Reiki. Um, it's a different form. It's called Lemurian Roots Reiki. Um, it's sort of traditional, but been brought up to date with, you know, I feel like everything's constantly evolving. So to bring things up to the new paradigm feels important. Um, and when I started to write the manual for that, different tools were coming through and downloads, which, you know, that's something I, I feel passionate. I feel like everybody has, has healing abilities for sure. Um, but I feel like it can be great to do a course where it allows you to work with infinite energy rather than your own resources because it can become quite exhausting otherwise sometimes. Um, and just to have tools, you know, like another gift that came through when I was working with um, this type of Reiki was the the white fire, like the iridescent white fire, um, which is like a massively protective healing um well, um, clearing tool, which just like burns everything off. It's a little bit like the, the, uh, violet flame, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how long we can talk about this because there's definitely different tools that I can share, but, um, yeah. So I feel like it's good to have your own, your own practice, but there is, I mean, yeah, I, I personally have a go-to um, by a guy called Cameron Day. Uh, he does some really amazing, well, he actually does a series of clearings um, and they're actually extremely powerful. <laughs> um, they can actually turn your life a bit inside out and upside down because they go into all the, the nooks of many past, present realities. It's quite a journey. I don't know if I would even like recommend it because... <laughs> Yeah, well, it's good to do it over time. I did it a bit fast, so life was pretty interesting while I was doing it. But the very first, um, well, it was, it's some of the earlier, there's one meditation 
basically that's like the first one. Um, it's like 25 minutes and it's just, yeah, it's just extremely powerful. You use the mudra system with your fingers and you go through and you clear your environment, your body, your meridians, you're present with your emotions and then you're clearing anything that isn't, um, isn't yours, you know, so projections and um, that kind of thing. And then you sort of do an up, up, upload of that and then it's, yeah, it's quite simple, but the way that, I don't know, you know, like some people when they, uh, just their voice, they emanate some kind of frequency because you can, I can do it on my own too, but I always really enjoy listening to the, the recording because there's, yeah, there's a blueprint of that person's energy that you sort of feel in re real time. Mm. And yeah, I mean, Cameron Day is the name of the guy that created that. Um, he's got a website that you can, people can Google. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many meditations out there and I feel like meditation, like guided meditation is a really profound thing in general because it sort of gives your mind, a, you know, your monkey mind a banana, you know? So it like <laughs> allows the rest of you to drop into this deep space. Whereas, you know, your mind's got something to deal with. And, you know, there's the symbolism of what, you know, the journey is, is about. Um, and actually the new Oracle deck that I'm working on right now is going to be a tool for facilitating guided meditations uh intuitive body meditations because i feel like they are extremely powerful and they can be experienced by a large group of people and it's feels extremely creative too it's almost like taking someone on a journey you know it's taking someone through the realm of a painting mm. but like as a group <laughs> in real time um because and that's that's something that i do a lot of in my um in my teaching is, is these journeys where you know there's meditations but then there's the ones where you kind of you really do go somewhere um yeah so i hope that answered your question <laughs> there's a lot of many there's just so much that i could share and, and yeah it's tricky <laughs> it's tricky yeah thanks thanks for sharing i really appreciate that you know you're being thrust into the deep end here and it's like the unknown and it's and it's something something that um I'm really passionate about. Something that it sounds like you're doing is is really like putting, you know, the the teachings, putting the wisdom into practice, and sharing mm -hmm. that, and like bringing people on board, like to face the moment and to, you know, like to sit there and go, this is meant to take you deeper, like right now not like later that you scheduled it in like right now you're reading this and it's like to take a step back and allow it to to guide you you know to pull you in to you know initiate you in some capacity some uh, putting put you know putting the work into practice i think it's like a really valuable thing and it sounds like you're doing that in your art i mean and create and being on the forefront of creating different art that you know takes people on various different journeys do you want to talk about your, your your tarot decks and what you're doing at the moment like what you're working on cool um so yeah just just on that note um i think that again there's almost this this similar thing with the self uh this perpetuating creation the more you do the more you find yourself doing but also um something that's really interesting is you saying that i you know i'm, I'm practicing this in in this way but it's almost like when I, i'm just using the analogy of when i was doing energetic work and i was doing it in a um in a center regularly working with people i needed just like if i was um i guess uh, you know, like someone that teaches exercise or whatever, you got to keep your body fit and healthy. So for when I was doing the energy work, I needed to make sure that my energy was always clear and I was doing all the right things that would mean that I would be a clear channel for that work that I was doing. But it's interesting now because I've chosen this path, it's almost, it not exactly forces me to, but it's a very integral part of what I do like I can't there's certain things that I um well 
there's a, there's practices that I find that I need to fill my day with that give me a benefit in a wider array of ways, but that 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 are really important in order for me to be doing the work that I'm doing, essentially. Which then brings me back around to what you were just mentioning about the Oracle decks. And, yeah, it's um, – that in itself is just, like, such a big journey. Um, as I say, I just finished – I've I created one a few years ago called The Intuitive Child, which is all about um, – taught children, essentially. Um, and it's about – uh, you know how children are all born with this, this intuitive nature and how to cultivate and hone that and to give them tools um, then there was another one that has just been released that I'm really excited about and that is um, called Beyond Lemuria um, the timing of this I mentioned before is just very profound because it was released the very beginning of March and it's all about um, Lemuria, it's called Beyond Lemuria, but it's uh, Lemuria and Atlantis that was happening around the same time and, and the fall of Atlantis. And basically, I think there's, there's a lot of people that maybe potentially have been reincarnated or again from those times so that we just do it differently this time. So there's an intuitive um, feeling that, um, yeah, like there was this Lemurian knowledge that just really wanted to flow through me and it's all about the macro uh, you know the microcosm of each individual and how they can be the catalyst for the world that they want to see so it's and that how that affects the macro um, and and the thing that I found really key in all of this is just to make things really accessible um, you know it's to have a playful colorful way of communicating some really quite profound or you know some important important that I feel important anyway and other people seem to resonate with it um information um but in a really you know in a way that people can um have an affinity with um and yeah now I'm halfway through another oracle deck which is called unveiling the golden age which actually came through last year um and right now it just seems like the perfect time to go ahead and focus on that um and yeah, as I say, just a really interesting journey because it just feels like I'm given piece by piece the the nuggets of information. Like if I knew that I was going to write and illustrate the last Oracle deck, I would have probably been too overwhelmed to even consider it, you know. But it's like the universe has presented me with all these different pieces of the jigsaw puzzle and then as I completed it and put the last jigsaw puzzle pieces together, my mind was just completely blown sometimes. Like how it was almost like the bigger picture of the concept of it had already been thought of. And I was just like, oh, that just makes it all that suddenly it all just makes perfect sense. <laughs> and I didn't even really know the full picture. Um, and that seems to be happening with this, this next deck too, but it's got a, a deeper sort of goes even deeper really <laughs> um yeah and it's just very something i'm really passionate about so yeah blessed to be on this journey of yeah following what i feel like i'm here to do <laughs> so beautiful thanks for um for doing the work for being on that journey for taking that that vision that you have you know that you've had on some level on your energetic higher self level and really just trusting in that. And, you know, because you're aligned, it seems like from what I can hear, it sounds like you're aligned with this original sort of blueprint that you had for your life because you're like, Oh my God, I, I felt like I've, this is already done. I didn't even, you know, I'm just putting the puzzle pieces together and it's like, wow, this beautiful mosaic. I didn't even realize I was creating. So congratulations such a beautiful place to be thank you yeah I mean there's definitely been times where I'm like what am I doing this is crazy how am I gonna my mind is like this doesn't make sense my heart the whole way through and every other part of me is like yes just keep going <laughs> keep following keep following the whispers <laughs> beautiful yeah. thanks isabel um where can people find you on instagram on the social media website what's your website address yeah um so 
I guess generally, yep, known as Izzy Ivy. Um, and my Instagram is Izzy underscore Ivy underscore art. Um, and I've also got a website, which is www.izzyivyart.com. Um, and you can find me on Facebook too through those similar words. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I have lots of different offerings, different printed things and bikinis and um, tapestries and prints and all kinds of things. So. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking out the, um, the Oracle cards for children. I've got a three-year-old. I think she would love those. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. They're written by someone else, Nathan Ho. He's a very sweet human. And, yeah, I think that would be a lovely thing to share with your child. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks for jumping on the show and, and exploring quantum feedback and really just, you know, helping us to, you know, for myself as well, like I feel like I'm beginning my journey again and helping to figure out where the signal is in amongst all the noise that we're being bombarded with in today's day and age. <laughs> so thanks for sharing your perspective. It was really valuable for me to like get that. And, you know, like, yeah, it's very insightful to see you on your journey and on that artistic journey already, you know, already you know, just helping me navigate, you know, the, the journey of creating art and of stepping into being an artist and, and allowing a radical sense of trust and vulnerability to become, like, I think a major component of my experience when I'm doing my art. So really just humbly so grateful for sharing. Yeah, no, thank you. It's uh, We're sort of unpacking this in real time, so I'm sure we, it's like medicine for each other. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the Quantum Feedback Podcast and for feeding forward into the field of your infinite potential. To access the resources and links to this show and others, go to quantumfeedback.org.